may take your Bibles and turn to Acts 28. And that's where we are today. From 17 through the rest of the whole book. So we've been in this uh, journey of Acts a long time now. And I hope you have been enjoying it and seeing what the Lord has been doing. Uh, we said earlier that, that was too early, I put them on. We said earlier that it's really the the acts of the Holy Spirit that enables the apostles to go out and share this good news. And so that's kind of what we've seen through the whole book. Um, and I will just uh, read uh, from 15, actually, just to get that with. But uh, let's read together. Oh, it's here. I have my clickers. Ta-da. There we go. Just to get that power with. And the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the form of Apicus and the three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And when we came into Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with a soldier who guided him. After three days, he called together the local leaders of the Jews. And when they had gathered, he said to them, Brothers, though I had done nothing against our people or customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. When they examined me, they wished to set me at liberty because there was no reason for the death penalty in my case. Because the Jews objected, I was compelled to uh, appeal to Caesar, though I had no charge to bring against my nation. For this reason, therefore, I have asked to see you and speak with you, since it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing these chains. Wearing this chain. Um. And they said to him, We have received no letter from Judea about you, and none of the brothers coming here has reported or spoken evil about you. But we desire to hear from you what your views are, for regarding to this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. When they had appointed their day for him, for him, they came to him in his lodging in greater numbers. From morning till evening, he expounded to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law and from the law of Moses and from the prophets. And some of them were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieved. And disagreeing among themselves, they departed, and after Paul had made one statement, the Holy Spirit was right in saying to your fathers through Isaiah the prophet, go to this people and say, you will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and with their eyes, and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, they will listen. 
He lived there two years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. And so I just want, I wanted to, I wanted to, um, to just read the first 15 and 16 again, uh, just because I think it's so important also, because maybe the view of Paul is that he never needs anything and he's always like very strong, but here he is just, he gets so encouraged by the people that come out to meet him and he bows and he thanks God and he takes courage. And so it's also Joseph was asking us to pray for all these people in super difficult circumstances. And then when we go through Paul's other reading or, or other writings, his letters, the Thanksgiving is a very big theme of pray with Thanksgiving, give thanks in all circumstances, which is uh, this verse here. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So sometimes maybe we are confused about what is the will of God for us. But this is actually one of the very clear passages that says what the will of God is for us. And you may say, oh, that's unfair. It doesn't say about whether I should do this as education or this job. No, I know, but that's not really the case. Like, but this is the, what you say, the foundational attitude of our life. So if we are able to give thanks in all circumstances, it will change our whole perspective on life. This is also maybe very countercultural to the culture we live in now that has built a system and even algorithms online on outrage. So the more people are outraged or mad, not, thanks, not, not thankful, but actually unthankful, so it's actually the very opposite. So what if, what if we did this? What if this was our, what if our culture was so full of thanksgiving to God? It would be so opposite of what we see where it's focused on me and what I'm annoyed about, what I'm angry about, who offended me, who, who makes me angry, and why I don't like other people. What a difference our lives would really make, and it would look so different. I had this thing when I was just wrestling with this Thanksgiving, because I think I can be a lot better at this. I don't know, I think I have something called the grumbling gene, that I am very easy to grumble. So I, I see myself very much in the Israelites, 
in the old times I just thought they were weird but I a lot of times it's very easy for me to grumble so I I know that this is something that I would want to be way better in my life that instead of grumbling all the time I would look at what is it that I have to be thankful for and I want to share a story with you uh, that is uh, so challenging but also so impactful and it's from um it's from the hiding place, and uh, and so we're we're in this. It, there is no there's no exceptions. This is like except if it's really stinky, then I don't have to give thanks. No, it says all circumstances. So two sis two sisters, and they're not young anymore. They're in the fifties. Um, they work in. They're from the Netherlands. They they work in a uh, in a, a store where they repair, repair, um, repair clocks, like watches. Um, they, uh, of different ways, be, be, begin hiding Jews in their house, um, and at one point they're raided and they are taken to um, a concentration camp called Ravensbrück. And so this is from their first day in Ravensburg. So they've they've just they've just come into to this place, and so um, the, they've been assigned a bunk. You know, I don't know if you've been in a concentration camp, but they decided like a top bunk somewhere. The straw smells horrible, and. And uh, as they lay down, they start getting bitten by fleas. And so, Corey, the sister, she like like this is like how can we live here? This is crazy, and it's so overfilled and everything. Um, Betsy, Betsy, her sister, is a very interesting person. Uh, you should read the book or listen to it or anything just to to the one thing that also from that now um, from that book. The first time they are in in jail, that's the first time in their life where they didn't start the day with their father reading from the Word of God. They are in their fifties. The first time they don't they have not started by having the Word of God read over them. What a privilege! They live they live their whole life at home also, but that's another place. Um, so. So this is really is it, this example I'm going to give through this book is it's not to bash you for not being thankful, but it's really it's a really really powerful example that if we apply this verse, it can change our whole outlook and our whole mind about everything. And so we read, "That's it, Corey. That's the answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That is what we can do." We can start right now to thank God for everything, single thing about our new barracks. <laughs> Doubtfully, <laughs> Corey asks, such as? Betsy enumerated several things as she looked around, including how the sisters remained together and how the little Bible and the opportunities to share God's word with all the women crowded together in the room. Corey reluctantly went along but the fleas, Corey interjected. Betsy, there's no way even God can make me thankful for a flea. 
then some days passed and Corey comes back from this uh, this uh, wood gathering and found Betsy waiting for her. Her eyes twinkled and she wore a grin, a rarity in Rowan's book. What is it, Betsy? Corey asked buoyantly. Betsy replied, you know, you never understood why we had so much freedom in the big room. Well, I found out. She explained that in the afternoon, while they, the group went about their work knitting socks for the Germans, a question arose about sock size, so they asked a supervisor to come settle the confusion. But she wouldn't come, Betsy continued. She wouldn't step through the door of the dormitory, and neither would the guards. You know why. Betsy's sense, uh, sense, <laughs> sense of triumph burst forth as she exclaimed, because of the fleas. That's, why, that's what the supervisor said. The place is crawling with fleas. Corey's mind rushed back to the first night in the barracks. She remembered Betsy bowing her head, thanking God for the fleas, which Corey saw in no use. So the sister, sister saying to her other sister, no, we must give thanks for even the fleas that are biting us so we cannot sleep. Turned out that they had the freedom to gather at night to share the word of God and to be left alone in the barracks because the fleas kept the Germans away. That, is a, that has been a, for me of like, whoa, well, God can use all circumstances to draw us to himself and to motivate us for thanksgiving. Well, three days after Paul comes to, comes to Rome, he gathers the Jewish leaders as has been his, uh, we've seen it all the time. If there is a synagogue, he goes to the synagogue, he preaches here, here he uh, he gathers the the Jews and and we um, we have what Luke has tried to say all the time that 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 Paul has nothing against the Jews he has nothing against uh, Rome uh, he he wants to explain what the true hope of Israel is he says I had done nothing wrong like they wanted to free me and that I don't have anything against the Jews but I want to explain. And I am even in this change, in this chain because of the hope of Israel. Then, the, then they respond back, well, we actually have not heard anything about you, so we don't know. Like we haven't, there's not been any bad words, there's not been any word. But what there is an issue is that the way that you say that you follow, we hear many bad things about that. So we would like to hear what are your views and so they set a day <clears throat> where they can come to Paul because Paul can't come to them because like we heard he's, he's chained to a soldier and he has to stay in this house. So they come to him and they come in great numbers. And then in a classic Paul style, he speaks from morning till evening and he expounds and he testifies to the king of God. He's trying to convince the Jews this is the hope of Israel. Jesus is the hope of Israel. So he explains to them like Jesus did on the Emmaus Road from the Law and the Prophets. He, spe- he speaks about who Jesus is. 
And we see some of the response. We've seen it all the other places as well. We see some people, they believe. They believe that this is true and become believers. They had faith that it, Paul was teaching was true. They could see the law, the law and the prophet made sense through Jesus. But others, they disbelieved. They did not have faith that Jesus was the fulfillment of what Paul was teaching. Then Paul, as they leave, and the Jews are starting to fight with each other, then, then Paul, as they're leaving, he quotes Isaiah, like Jesus has done in his ministry too. I just noted it's very interesting to see when this happened. Uh, this quote from Isaiah is right after when Isaiah has seen this magnificent, um, glorious picture of who God is there in chapter 6 and then he's so anxious to like Lord send me send me Lord give me a mission I will do it and then the Lord says yes I will I'm going to send you to a people that will never listen to what you say they're not going to hear they're not going to see and they will never change their hearts Uh, how long how long oh Lord until everything is desolate so Paul quotes this and he says you have eyes but they are dim and you cannot see you have ears but they are full and dull and you can't see and your heart which is like your whole being is dull and you cannot hear as as Paul has learned from Jesus he points out those things you have eyes but you don't see you have ears but you don't hear your whole, your whole being is um, clogged or dull that you, you're not willing to listen so that you would turn and I would heal you. And Jesus says also, he says, you hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said this, people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me teaching the doctrines and the commandments of men. So they, the, uh, they had many honors of God on their lips. And they were good at worshiping, but they were teaching human commandments. And what came out of their lips was not what was in their hearts. And that's why people have dull ears and hearts so it's this, it's a symbol of a heart that dishonors God and is more about oneself and the world. And people are blinded. And it's like we talked about, it's the world, the flesh, and the devil that blinds selfish ambition. All the things that come out when we're not thankful. Instead, Paul And Jesus calls people to faith, to change, come back, open your ears, open your eyes, open your hearts, that you may be able to turn so that you can hear the word of God. And Paul continues, because this is the greatest salvation, this is all the prophets and Moses was saying there will come another 
like me. This is the fulfillment. And you know, you Jews, some of you reject it. But you know what, Paul says? God has sent this even to the Gentiles because they will listen and be saved. So he's challenging the Jews, come on, like, you guys won't listen. You will not listen, like I said. But you know what? All the people you look down upon, now the salvation is going there because they will listen. So he says in Romans and other places, he's trying to make them jealous that they would listen and come and find salvation. So he challenges the Jews. Why are you disbelieving when even the Gentiles believe and are saved? So this is such an encouragement for us today that all nations, people from all nations can be saved. Not just from one people. So all people have an invitation to come by the grace through faith in Jesus. So what about us? What about you? <laughs> Do you feel like you're not really hearing God? Do you feel like you're not really seeing God? Have my mind, have my eyes, have my ears grown dull? Are we too busy to hear? Is the noise around us, and the noise of the world so loud that it's very hard to hear the still small voice of God? Have our hearts become callous by sin or by devoting ourselves to other things? Things that happened in our life that took away our joy. Maybe disappointment in the Lord. Maybe other things. Maybe a grumbling spirit or bitterness has taken over and removed the joy. If that's true, then, then what should we do? Well, we should call upon the Lord, as Paul said. Call upon Jesus. Ask the Lord to open up our eyes so we might truly see and truly hear. And that he will come and heal us. So we will hear and we will see and our hearts will be truly devoted to him again. And like we said in the beginning, one of the things is probably also saying, thank you. And giving glory to God by all the things that he has done in our lives. If the sisters can thank God for the fleas, then I definitely know I can say thank you for a lot more things in my life. So that we are in this... Because when we do see, when we do hear the work of God, we are we can fill our hearts, our whole beings, with the joy and love of Christ, and and encourage others to see the same, to rejoice in the same in that goodness of God, which would lead us to praise and worship and thankfulness. We can see so we can obey. 
We cannot obey if we cannot see. And we see Jesus as glorious and good, and therefore we can give thanks. Therefore let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They would listen. He lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. And that is how the book ends. If you if it's the first time you've gone through action, like, hey, where's the rest? <laughs> where's the rest of the book? <laughs> Will we see Paul continue to do what he's done the whole time? He stays there two years at his own expense. He can't go anywhere, but he has this guy he's chained to. But he can welcome everyone. And the funny part is, he's safe. Nobody's going to stone him. Nobody's going to beat him up. There's even a soldier guarding him the whole time. So Jews can't come in and take him away and then and then beat him. So he's safe even though he's in house arrest. He says everyone can come. Everyone who wants to hear about Jesus are welcome. Everyone is welcome. And he teaches with boldness and without hindrance. There's no hindrance except they have to come to him. And that's where the book ends. It might be an encouragement for us, encouragement for us as believers to do the same. Share the word of God and about Jesus Christ with our boldness and without hindrance to people. But then what happened to Paul? What happened afterwards? Well, Paul gets out of jail and he continues to work, go around and travel and write. We know he at some point he has plans to go to Spain. Later on, after re- writing some more letters, Timothy 1 to uh, Titus and Philemon, he gets arrested again. We read in Second Timothy how at that point, Paul knows he's going to die. So at that time, he does not get out of prison, but he gets his head cut off. He's a Roman citizen, so he is not crucified. But it's, I think it's a death we do not mourn because as we read in Paul's other letters, he went to be with Jesus, who he so longed to be with as we wrap it up and just looking, what was this whole book of Acts about? I've been saying it a few times. It was about the spread of the gospel by the Holy Spirit using normal people that obeyed God and spread the good news about him to the whole known world. We've seen that the gospel meets opposition everywhere. Many people become Christians, but then we see opposition we see greed, ambition, political and religious power. Selfishness. And behind all those things is the devil that only seeks to kill and destroy. But as I said before, but it was not possible for the devil to stamp out 
the fire of the gospel. Even as it's also said in John, John 1, and light came into the world and darkness could not overcome it. What Jesus started and what the Holy Spirit was sent to ignite, that fire kept spreading even to this day. Sometimes when we look at our Western world, it's forgotten in many places. We only see religion and tradition. So may the Lord grant us to share the good news anew afresh about a personal relationship with God made possible by the life and the death and the resurrection and the coming back of Jesus. May we invite people to follow Jesus, to open their ears, to see with their eyes, to have their hearts transformed as they repent and believe and receive and enjoy the salvation of God. From sin, shame, pain, and the wrath of God to a life in Christ Jesus, as we talked about a few weeks ago, or that was probably last week, (laughs) adoption into God's family, the ultimate hospitality, the joy of the eternal life with Christ that starts now. We can all start with one thing, and that's by giving thanks in all things and see how that changes us and gives us the joy of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. We spend a lot of time in Acts, and you have taught us so much, so many things. And so, Lord, I pray now for all of us that you help us to see you as glorious and good. Help us to rejoice and enjoy who we are. Help us to be very good at giving thanks. Forgive me and us when we have a spirit of grumbleness, spirit of complaining, a spirit of the world of of putting down others or complaining. Help us to see all the things that are worth thanking you for. Enlarging our hearts to give you thanks for more things. And we'll open up the high, our eyes today to see what do we need to give back to you? What do we need to repent from? What do we need? What's taking our joy? What's, is it fear? Is it failures? Is it whatever it is? Lord, help us. Invite you into those things that we will be more concerned with thanking you and praising you than those things that rob us from all life. So I pray for you, grace and mercy, you will do that. Help us to encourage one another with the great love that you have shown us. Help us to be encouraged with that you sent your gospel to all the world. And we see it here in our church, people from all the world. Help us to share that as we give you much praise and thanks for who you are. May you enable that in us through your Holy Spirit's work. We praise you and honor you, God, to the glory of Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so you may stand up and we will have the benediction. <clears throat> Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all times, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I think I just have one more announcement. Is that uh, again we will have uh, food uh, some good people have prepared that uh, uh, food has to be uh, eaten <laughs> while you sit down at the tables and so we just do it in order and I, there might be uh, Joseph's up there so he knows will be served again so just sit just okay so just sit at a table okay Okay, and all the, all the people can get it themselves? Yeah. Okay. So you can just go find a table and then you can... <laughs> yeah, you find out when you get in there. <laughs> so have an enjoyable <laughs> week. See you in there. <laughs>